0: You are listening to the Next Best Series podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso Season 2. Ted Lasso, welcome, Wagon, has arrived. Ted. Ted!
1: Favored this weekend. You think this will end your embarrassing streak of draws? Lloyd, I've never been
0: embarrassed about having streaks in my draws. You know, it's all part of growing up. I got a question for you. Has a team, a lot like us, ever won the whole chimichanga? No, for forty years. Oh! No, you no, don't come through in through here. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I got you. It's like so, Dukes of so Hazzards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or so. y'all yeah, probably call it the no. Earls of Risk over yeah. here. It's moment, this world is about, we little dude. Top of these young fellas to meet that guy. Oh, no. Let that's up. Aye, you little turd birds. Start touching your toes. They touch each other's toes.
1: What? How long was that?
2: Not as long as last time, but nobody was hurt.
0: Okay. People saying there's something wrong with us. Not the way I see it. I believe in communism. Rom communism that is. If Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan go through some heartfelt struggles and still end up happy, then so can we. This is is our turn to make history, and I believe we're gonna do just that. To the family we're born with, and to families we make along the way.
1: To Richmond!
0: let's go kick their butts butts on three works for me one two three but
1: Anna, hello hello it feels so weird just being two disembodied voices
2: <laughs> yes it it really does uh <laughs> but i'm glad to be here with your disembodied voice and the the day after your birthday happy belated birthday
1: thank you very much i'm quite impressed that i'm almost eloquent today <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good. I think that means it was probably an amazing day, so I'm glad. It was. It was that. a
1: great day. It was a long <laughs> day. <laughs> sure.
2: Well, Hannah, the, the the world has just fallen in love with, with you and your character of Rebecca these past two seasons. And she's gone through uh, so, so much change from the, the beginning of season one through what we've seen through the end of season two. And it's brilliantly written, but how have you woven that change into your performance so so that the change is really natural and, and earned?
1: I feel like there's a weird thing that goes on with me and Rebecca Wilton because even though I didn't know that there would be any... I mean, if I told you, Daniel, how little I knew going into this considering I had signed on for so long. It's unbelievable how much I feel like I knew in my bones, knew in my waters, knew in my bloodstream before any of it was told to me. Because every single time something has come up, like the toxic relationship with Rupert, him having a child with someone else or saying of his plan to... The, the relationship that she has with her mother the relationship that the even worse relationship she has with her father it's very odd because none of it surprised me and i felt like i was carrying it in the first episode without anyone telling me and i don't mean that in a self-congratulatory way i mean it just in a very quiet i knew who she was and i could feel from how she was written in the first episode first two episodes that there was an awful lot of Jaggedy darkness in her that she was trying to reach up out of.
2: How collaborative uh, is that process? Uh, you said you you know you felt in your bones who this character was. Uh, how much of your either your performance or or your relationship with the writers influenced how Rebecca was written as the seasons went on?
1: Oh, the relationship with the writers is everything. They are entirely approachable, entirely collaborative. Um, not least of which, of course, um, Mr. Sudeikis, whom I have grown to have such deep respect for and raise him on such a pedestal because he has created a thing of timeless beauty, I think. And I teased him almost from like the first episode of going, have you got like cameras in my life or in my house or something? Because even things like, you know, what happens with Sassy, having not seen her best friend for years. And then, you know, all that happens with the the, the goddaughter, Nora, I was like, dude, what, what is going on here? I, I have a similar thing. I had a similar thing at the time, um, I had been in a previously verbally abusive relationship. I mean, I I knew nothing of the Rupert storyline at all when I joined. All I knew was that that this character had, you know, gone for in no uncertain terms, in the divorce settlement, particularly AFC Richmond, because she wanted to burn it down to the ground and destroy the one thing that her ex-husband had ever truly cared about. That's all I knew. So when all these things kept coming in, they were launching them at me, or rather Jason was, but none of them surprised me. And then what did surprise me was that I could talk to him about them and that he and the other writers, particularly for me, Joe Kelly, Brendan Hunt, Goldstein, I could say to them, "Mm, Is it too early for me to say I don't think Rebecca would say that? And from day one, they were like, Okay, well, you you tell us how she'd say it. That doesn't happen, Daniel. I'm sure you know that. It doesn't happen.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) Well, that's brilliant. What's evident is not only the relationship with the writers being collaborative, but just your relationship with your co-stars uh, is infectious from the yeah, outside.
1: You can't see me smiling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I loved about season two—one of the many things I should say that I loved about season two—was uh, your your storyline with Sam with Tohib Jimo. Um, yeah. Tell me what. Tell me about partnering with him for this amazing, unexpected storyline.
1: Well. Even though he and I didn't have an awful lot to do with each other in season one, we became firm friends very quickly. I mean, don't get me wrong, as I did with everyone on the show. It is such a beautifully, as we put it, no a-holes policy um, show. And that is utterly true across the board. Every department, you know, it's a real collaborative effort and a pleasure to hang out and have beers on the green and all the rest of it. So, Tahib and I were already in, in, as I like to call it. And I mean, I might add, neither of us saw this coming at all. (laughs) So he turned up in my dressing room. I think we got the script about the same time. He turned up in my dressing room, stood in the doorway and was like, all right, Waddingham," And I was like, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. And we absolutely howled and had a great big hug. And I think we gave the intimacy coordinator the easiest job in the world because we were so comfortable with each other. We knew who Sam and Rebecca should be from the minute they lock eyes together in the restaurant. And I just think we were like two kids enjoying the ride. And it has meant that he and I have become particularly close to this day because of that time we shared together and when his nomination came out i facetimed him and stuck my whole face in the camera and i was like man i'm feeling pretty smug didn't i tell you when we were lying in that bed that this was going to happen for you and he laughed because i was just like i was like literally like a broken record that day when we were lying in the bed together i said this is going to do great things for your career you wait
2: So amazing. And I'm so thrilled that he he among the rest of the cast was was nominated this year, which is kind of something I wanted to ask. You know, when you have a show as massively successful as Ted Lasso was and continues to be right from the start, you got Emmy nominations, Emmy Emmy wins like yours, uh, you know, growing fan base and everything. How do you sort of manage the pressure of that as you go to film more seasons or at least, you know, kind of like right size that pressure when, so you're, when you...
1: You're right. It is a... I, I genuinely find it a massive pressure. You know, I've never been... Even though I was in Game of Thrones, I was already joining a very well-oiled machine that was a massive, massive beast walking through the desert, you know? So you're just clamp, kind of clamping onto the, to the, the beast's leg. But with this to be in its first moments when we didn't know what it was going to be, I don't believe... Jason knew what it was going to be either in terms of how how everyone would just take it to their hearts. And I firmly believe that's not just because of COVID. You know, I know people don't mean to do it a disservice by saying that, but I do believe that this would have happened pandemic or not. So I feel like joining something like this that has this effect on the globe, really, I don't know anybody who hasn't loved it from, from any walk of life or any age group, I feel an immense pressure, but I'm happy to feel that because I feel a huge responsibility. And I know we all do in the show, but most of all, I feel a huge responsibility to a certain age group of men and women to serve them through Rebecca, because it is not easy finding yourself in your mid forties on the heap. And that's what she is. And she's trying to to keep her head above the water. So I I do amass quite a lot of pressure on my own shoulders. And the thing that keeps me calm, and I said this to all my team, as much as I absolutely love the recognition, I love the constant stream of adoration for this show that comes for both the show and myself, all I ever want to do is get behind my Rebecca desk again and find her <clears throat> mostly narrow channel. It's almost like sometimes she only sees the world to the width of her shoulders at that desk. That's how I see her in my head. And she tries to get out of that restriction that's self-imposed, but sometimes she finds it very hard and so she slips back into it. And I feel safe in her desk, at her sitting at her desk. And I will miss that more than anything.
2: Well, you know, lots of has been written about the the potential of season three being the last one. You know, I I know that despite my best efforts, you probably won't tell me anything about season three. I don't Uh, really know.
1: I mean, I don't know definitively. That's the truth, Daniel. I genuinely, we've you know, we've always been told it was a beginning and middle and an end. But do we know that for sure? Absolutely not. mm -hmm. Have we been told this is definitely the end of this particular triumvirate of Um, episode episodes seasons yes we've we've Hmm. always known that and we've always said that is there any more my guess is as good as yours Hmm. well I was going
2: to ask how you how did you prepare for heading into season three for your role uh knowing this at least might be the end
1: I I am in absolute blanket denial (laughs) (laughs) I have to be because I'm not ready to I, I can't it can't I can't fathom not, not thinking as her anymore. I really can't. I'm going to sit outside Jason's house with a notebook and throw it up at his window. <laughs> Go, right, boy, right.
2: <laughs> I support that effort. I'm I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> well, I have seen you reference a WhatsApp group chat with the Ted Lasso cast, and mm. I'm sure many people would be dying to see the chat. I say many people, me. I, I, I would love to see that group chat so you've got to you've got to at least tell me what it's like who's who's the funniest one in the chat who's who sends oh, the everyone gifs? is uh,
1: yeah that that no that's that's um the, the banter on that is ridiculous and I think the overwhelming thing you would see on there is absolute nauseating mutual appreciation <laughs> it is just a wash with honestly it sounds corny but it's I can't I can't dress it up any differently it is a wash with just utter respect, enjoyment of each other, and we just love each other to bits. We really do. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.
2: That, that seems rare for an ensemble to love each other as much as you all seem to. Uh, what do you think, uh, other than just being great people, which I'm sure helps, uh, what do you think fosters that connection between you all?
1: a massive respect for what the others do and that i would say i can definitely speak on behalf of every single person in that cast i mean even to the fact that i barely do anything with my actual football team in it and in those moments it's almost like it's giving us a little bit of oxygen when i walk into that um locker room and we all start rehearsing those scenes we're literally like oh my god hi seen you all season what have you been doing blah, blah, blah. and we're almost like to the point of being told off to concentrate and you, then you'll bump into somebody like I, I get to work very little with with um, Billy Harris but I said to him in season one I was just like you are just something magic and I hope I had no idea that he would you know have more stuff here and there and I love the fact that that he is recognized I love the fact that Color is recognized so much And then you have people like Christo Fernandez. I mean, you'd have to be dead in your heart to not warm to him. He's just, they're just, I mean, I could literally go on and on and on. You you all know my feelings about Juno Temple and Brett Goldstein. And And then you look at Phil Dunster, who is the least like his part of anybody in the whole show and possibly the finest actor as a result of that. We've got a pretty, pretty juicy bunch of people, I have to say, on and off camera.
2: Well, that definitely comes across in the show itself. Well, Hannah, one last question before I let you go. You've got a few projects coming up, like Hocus Pocus 2, which which we're all excited for. Unless I'm mistaken, it's been a number of years since you've been in a stage production. Obviously, you've been keeping busy. But are, <laughs> would you love to be back on stage anytime soon? Do you miss it?
1: Uh, oh my God, I I miss it desperately, like an old pal that I've forgotten to call in ages. And I go to the theatre all the time, myself and and Sudeikis go quite a lot with our with our little people to to feed their minds as well and and get them as obsessive as we are us two he and I to kind of live performance theatre gypsies as well. But my time I don't feel well I, my time is too busy at the moment unfortunately and it would have to be something that I felt a deep deep compulsion to do. And also I, I I'm quite old-fashioned about my little girl I've been I've been afforded the luxury in such a beautiful fashion to step away from theater and be at home as much as I can with my girl. And I'm not ready to be away from her as much as theatre demands of me and as much as I demand of me in theatre. So um, I will leave it to my magnificent theatrical companions and uh, maybe they'll um, have me back when when I'm ready to come back.
2: That's wonderful. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for your time. And just on a personal note, I just want to tell you how much Ted Lasso means to me. I love the show so much. And so I'm just really grateful for for you and the rest of the team
1: oh don't you'll make me cry i'm finding all these conversations very difficult at the moment especially when i can hear that people genuinely love it as much as you do thank you daniel
0: absolutely and again thank you for your time
1: you're welcome you're welcome Mwah.
0: hey everyone thank you so much for listening to daniel howitt's interview with hannah Wanningham for ted lasso here on the next best series podcast hannah Wanningham is nominated for a primetime emmy award for best supporting actress in the comedy series and ted lasso is up for your consideration for outstanding comedy series You have been listening to The Next Best Series Podcast, part of The Next Best Picture Podcast Umbrella. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment, rate us five stars. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. But you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.